Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. 657 Media Wave Radio Pulpit. Trust the Father is doing you well, blessing you so much in a mighty way. Welcome to it. My name is Ray. I'm talking to Sipati Tabudi. Unlikely on a Thursday, but she's here. Hey, Sipati. <laughs> Hi, Pastor. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show on such a short notice, man. Thank you. Thank You're you so welcome. much. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. we are talking about a lack of motivation for future leaders, uh, mm-hmm. which is our youth. You know, when you look into the streets, there are so many things that are rendering many young people demotivated. Uh, uh, first and foremost, it is the economic conditions that they find themselves in. Many of the young people have grown up in abject pro- po- poverty, you know. And uh, this I am saying because some few years ago, I think three or four years ago, I was looking at the statistics of the NESFAS. And many young people who are using the NESFAS. Munna. And then uh, just to track a few, you would find that this young girl comes from a village somewhere, and they don't even have running sewage where she comes from. And she comes into a university somewhere here in Pretoria, and it is through a, 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 that uh, program. And you could see their conditions, you know. You could mm-hmm. tell also or out of what they are wearing. You could just see. And that if they can fail, there's a possibility that they would lose that and become another statistic, right? Mm-hmm. Take it quickly to the townships. If you mm-hmm. go around the townships almost at any time, there is no way that you would not find a young person, as they say, loitering or going about. Uh, at some stage, I would be taking my children, and then we would be driving from Attridgeville, and then we would go through next to a campus where my child is, a final year student. And I would show her what happens at night there. And you'd see hundreds and hundreds of young people. As if they are bowing down, as if they are asleep. Others are standing, others are bending and all that. And it's all because of a drug called Nyaupe. They buy somewhere there. And most of them are those who are pushing these carts in the morning, collecting all plastics and all cardboards, you know, and metals. After getting that money from those things, they go to those cartels and they buy these things, right? And I asked one time one and said, after working so hard, why do you spend your money on just a kick that would last you for three hours? You're working the whole day, pushing such a large cart, risking your life in the streets. And then you get that little much that you get from these people who are recyclers because they also exploit these young people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then you spend it on drugs. 
and then they say mostly they are hooked up on this thing. They wouldn't advise other young people to be. But they were not motivated enough to face the future. And they got hooked up because they didn't see any future for themselves. Others were just silly. They tried it at school. It happened. Others were at university. They tried it. And they got hooked up and, uh, hey, with a diploma, with a junior degree, someone is loitering the streets. An actor, someone who has been highly profiled, becomes demotivated to such an extent that they go on and use these things, these drugs. And you find them sitting under a cardboard somewhere in Bree Street. Quite sad, see, Patty? What's on your mind? Um, yeah, it, it is disheartening. It is heartbreaking, I say, to actually see the state of our young people today. Um, last week I had a, a workshop of some sort with these young people who are doing grants. Mm. Because we, we work with referring them to rehabilitation centers. And then we offer, you know, an, an exit program for them yeah. to try and minimize, um, you know, chances of them relapsing. Because the biggest issue is that whatever situation that led them into starting using drugs is the same situation that they come back to in their home, which in most cases is one of the two, unemployment or poverty, you know. And I think, you know, the most serious socioeconomic challenge that our country faces today is youth unemployment. Um, we live in the time where young people are doing what they've been told, go to school, finish school, um, get a degree, and then find employment. That's, that the, the sort of thing is that they get all those things and they get stuck when it comes to employment because there's just no job. You know, and on top of that, also we have um, institutions of learning that are producing unemployable youth. By that I mean, you know, I think there's just a, a gap between the what the market is looking for and what our institutions of learning are producing, um, as far as their graduates are concerned. Mm. And I say this because um, you know we do take on young people on learnership or temporary employment in our organization. And, you know, it is embarrassing to find that someone with a degree has no clue what a professional um, environment means or what is expected of that. So we've got institutions of learning that produce unemployable young people. We've got a huge gap of skills that the market is currently looking for which has now led to a big issue that we see in our news today of companies employing um, illegal foreigners from other countries. Mm, so mm, there's just so mm. many things that are piling up that are leading to a lack of motivation for young people. And what I found also that is happening is that we're living in the era of social media, you know, that comes with its own harm as well. Yeah. You know, social media exposes young people to bullying. It exposes them to unrealistic views of other people's lives. So we've got young people who are under a lot of peer pressure, 
because, um, you know, social media has twisted the meaning of hard work and success. Mm. Um, so young people think that success should be instant. Um, they're not willing to put in the work that is necessary to reach whatever goals that they have for themselves. Mm. And then also we've got a huge leadership vacuum as far as our government is concerned. We have a government that is promoting, you know, um, entitlement amongst young people. We've got young people who will tell you that government owes me this, government owes me that. Mm. And that is because government has taught young people to be dependent on government. I mean, you look at the grants that are available to young people. You fall pregnant, you're covered by government. You, you're not employed, now you can claim a, a 350 grants. Mm. And the list is just endless. Education is becoming free. This is, you know, the three houses, the three this, the three that. And mm. that has led our young people to thinking that they don't have to work for anything because government ought to do everything for them. So those are some of the things that I find are leading to the lack of motivation that we see amongst our young people today. And on the issue of drugs, the saddest part of it is that they are so easily accessible now. You know, uh, when we were growing up, yes, we knew that there was a drug problem, but you wouldn't find every house in every street or, or, or a house in every street that sells drugs so easily to young people. Mm. It's the parents in the township that sell alcohol to young um, or under 18. And yet the law says they shouldn't be doing that. But there's no one to hold them accountable, you know? Yeah. So there's just a whole lot of contributing factors. We are all to blame for what we see happening to our young people today. When we come back, let us look into some of the indicators that would show that young people had become demotivated. From your ear, to your heart, to your mouth, to your feet, join this life on 657 AM. For there is a time to search and a time to give up, a time to reap and a time to sow. Radio Pulpit wishes to be there at all times, even when you just need prayer. Send us your prayer request by calling 067-429-7564 or email it to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za. At Radio Pulpit, we love the interaction we have with our listeners on all the social media platforms. It is also our way of giving everyone a voice that can be heard all over the world. Unfortunately, we have been experiencing huge difficulties with WhatsApp for a while now, and we are now forced to find a viable alternative. That alternative is called Telegram. Telegram is an app that works exactly the same as WhatsApp, and it uses the same telephone number as well. All you need to do to be able to chat with your favorite presenter is to download the Telegram app onto your phone and send your message or voice note the same way you always did. We will then be able to receive and answer your message faster and the privacy on this app is much better too. So, whether you have an iPhone or an Android, the app pick is a white paper plane in a blue circle. Please download the Telegram app right away and make life easier for everyone. Come live the life at 6.57 a.m. 6.57 medium wave. I'm talking to Sipati Tabudi. And I wish we could record some of the things we talk about off air. But hey, they're off limits. 
Hey, 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 hey. Some of these are hard to talk about on radio. But I'm going to highlight a few of these just to indicate the level and the moments of demotivation amongst young people. You know, they wake up just to go and stand Goshopo. If you want to see demotivation amongst young people, it's when they have a wrong concept of fun. It's when they start to replace fun with serious activities of of addiction and joining gangs, you know. Um, uh, You would see, when they start to have friends and all those kind of things, you could see elements of demotivation. And you could also see by the kind of friends they choose that to an extent demotivation is trying to take place. And many parents don't intervene until it's late. Mm. And uh, uh, sometimes demotivation is visible where, you know, I was talking about girls who would do favors, if that is a favor. Mm. So that they could get bread and all those kind of things. Go on. Mm. You know? a pint of milk and some cereals. They would go to an extent of even giving their bodies. Mm. The fact of saying, let me be creative and try to make a living, it's no longer there. They don't care no more. Actually, (laughs) there was this one which I saw some years ago, and I'm sorry I'm going to say it. That at times people would be deliberately having kids so that they can collect a grant. Yeah. I'm sorry I said that, but, but you know, it, it's, it's one of the things yeah. that shows levels of demotivation. The high dropout of students from schools, and in this case I'm talking primary schools and high schools, the high rate of dropouts. You ask someone, why are you dropping out? They say, I want to become a DJ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they never become that. Mm -hmm. I want to produce a piano. And they never succeed because all these these aspects have been monopolized. Another aspect that you would see which would indicate a moment, it's when others just to fill their empty stomach, they would give their bodies. Male or female? Yeah. Even young boys are doing that. These cougars, they call them cougars, the women. They know. White seeking. Yeah. And you could see how these are taking advantage of the young ones mm. another aspect is when the young ones are now becoming what do they call these couriers i don't know if you you know this they become couriers the young people who are transporting drugs to schools they're called couriers mm. to go give them for free as sweets and stuff and stuff they're called couriers if you grew up in the streets you'd know what i'm talking about and, and and they basically have young people hooked up. And others are demotivated and they blame apartheid, even today. Um, um, others have become so demotivated that they don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a young person who says, ah, I don't care anymore. Whether what happens to me, I don't care.
Those are indicators. See, Patti? Mm. Sure. Um, to add on to that, Patti, what I see happening in our space, you know, um, our government has introduced what they call leadership and intentions. So this is basically um, a way that they try to give, um, you know, work experience to graduate. And while they do that, they give them what we call a stipend, which is an allowance to receive, you know, for the duration of, of that leadership or internship. Now, what we see happening is that you'll get young people who become so desperate that they will hop from one leadership to another, uh, depending on how much the stipend will give them. So, for example, it is no longer about gaining the necessary experience that they need to gain, but it becomes about money. Navigating um, the, the, the honorariums. Absolutely. You know? And this is because of, you know, there's just many contributing factors. Like um, when you are from a, a, a poor family and you are the only breadwinner, um, such things could lead to one not caring about the value of the experience that you'll be getting there that could expose you to better job opportunities. But it now becomes about the stipend that you will receive. So you'll find young people who will register for um, a leadership in construction, knowing very well that they have no interest whatsoever in this qualification or in doing that type of work. But because compared to what they're passionate about and the construction leadership, they find that the construction learners have paid more money than the other, you know? So um, that, that, that's the first part that I see happening where young people are not understanding that there is a great possibility that five years or ten years down the line, these opportunities might not even exist anymore. And mm. <laughs> I don't know what happened then there. A little bit, something something just happened on your phone. Uh, uh, just hold it there, Sipati. I think something happened to your phone, and uh, we'll try to fix that. All right. Uh, we seem to have had a glitch of a bit there, Sipati. And uh, so you were saying? Yes. So you will find that, you know, Pastor that um, these young people are no longer motivated at all such an extent that they will come or accept whatever comes their way, you know, mm. whether it speaks to the future that they want to have or it doesn't, just as long as, you know, they get money to get food for the night or clothes to wear. And you also mentioned the issue of young girls getting pregnant for the sake of just receiving grants from our government. Mm. And that's the reality that we're living with today. I was addressing young people in Free State, um, girls in particular, and I I mentioned the issue of how the issue of a dysfunctional family has led to so many social ills that we see today. Mm. So, for example, we're living in the times where there's just a high number of absent fathers, and that has led to, you know, boys being raised by single mothers. And, you know, believe it or not, as much as single mothers try their best, there's always that gap. Mm. And it does show in the life of the child as they grow up. And I made an example of my son, and I said to them, you know, I I have a a 16-year-old who, even when they have money in their bank account, if I did not leave money for bread 
he will still call me up and say, Mom, you didn't leave money for bread. Mm. He will not see the need to use his own money to buy bread that he's going to eat. And then as a young girl, you go and have a child with a boy like that. And you will expect them to take responsibility for their children when they couldn't take responsibility for their own selves. You know? So we need to really be careful. Um, the, the imbalance in the family structure is contributing to the, the, the social ills that we're facing today, which are leading to the lack of motivation that we see amongst our young people. Mm, 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 mm. You know, uh, uh, I have, you know, uh, seen quite a lot uh, of young people who go to an extent of even stealing and dedicating their lives to theft and being proud of it. It's an indication of a demotivation towards Mm -hmm. observing norms of propriety and living a life of values. It's sad that we see it mostly amongst um, our African people, our brothers and sisters. We see it. And not much is done with regards to that. I don't know if that is deliberate or not, but not much is done. Uh, You see a guy, and let me tell you something. You see a guy who is at high school, and then you see them five years later. They have turned into a hobo. They can't live without a beer. They're actually working everybody's garden and they are sent to and fro and given a beer as a a reward or a pay. It is sad. If you see someone who was playing professional soccer and was all over our screens as a young person, and he's still a young person now, but the way alcohol and drugs have dealt with him, you could just mm-hmm. see there was no motivation for the future. When we come back, let's look at it. Faith, hope, and love. Experience victory in your life on 657 AM. It's here. Radio Pulpit's new website is live. You can tune in at radiopulpit.co.za and enjoy crystal clear sound with just a click of a button or listen to our podcasts. Discover biblical truths in our daily devotionals and let our stories of hope inspire you. You can download our app on this new look, easy to use platform. Find your favorite program, get to know our presenters and so much more at radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. No hassles, no frills. It's just sounds full of life on 657 AM. We are here 24 hours with a message of hope. Faith and love on 657 AM. Welcome back, 657 Medium Wave, Radio Pulpit. We trust the Father is doing you well, blessing you so much in a mighty way. And here we are, talking about the effects of demotivation. One of the things I have realized, Sipati, is that the effects are that you'd see many young people are giving themselves over to alcohol. They are giving themselves over to notahi. 
and they're giving themselves over to drugs. That's number two. They're giving themselves over to crime. That's number three. Number four, they're giving themselves over to being what we call social outcasts. I was running the other day, and if I wasn't looking down, I was going to step on this young man because it was dark. In the morning, around 5 o'clock, winter, it's still dark. He was there, lying down like a dead person. And you could just see, because I know, I, oh, he switched off, mm-hmm. because they switch off. Sometimes when he's about to cross the robot, he just switches off. I saw this other guy switched off. In the middle of the streets, the taxis were ducking him. These are the effects of demotivation. People become addicted to things and it starts by saying, I am dealing with depression, I'm dealing with, you know, whatever it is, I'm dealing with the stress, um, I am dealing with the hardships and all that, but they deal with them in the wrong way. Every street corner in the township, there's a, a billboard that advertises alcohol and cigarettes and all those kinds of things that are not good for the body. In townships, go to the suburbs, you won't find that. Makes me suspicious. And you see these things really going on. Young people are into crime like nobody's business. They break into houses, man. You know in Joburg, if you have dreadlocks, they are able to catch you and rob you of your dreadlocks. Because they can sell them for 300 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You heard me. Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 man. I haven't, I haven't arrived at the wig. I have not arrived at the wig. <laughs> a wig is not a big problem. They just snatch it to Salakaligusha Bodimaker. They run into the crowd. You can't follow them, Kaligusha. The dreadlocks, they like that. It's like their kid brought daylight, and they go with you at the other side of you know the slums, and they cut your hair. Yeah, they cut your hair. One minute you have dreads, the next minute you have nothing. That's how it is. What's your take? Sure. Um. I'm reminded now of a situation on our side. If one could go visit a place in Zinoni called um, Zinoni Plaza, it used to be a beautiful place growing up, you know. Uh, But now, you know, it's not even safe to walk around that place um, in daylight. So you've got these young people who are doing drugs, and you've got the suppliers who use these young people as they are guinea pigs. So when there's a new drug in the market, they use these young people to test it on them. So they'll feed them these drugs and watch them uh, to see how they react to these um, before they, they open them up to the market. And that's the sad reality that we live in with every day. You know, in our township, you know, some areas in town that have been taken over by these drug laws. And the sad part, I think, this is really more and more young people to be less motivated is that we know this too, but we don't have many people doing anything about it. We're turning a blind eye 
we know who the drug lords are, we know the houses that sell the drugs, and yet we're turning a blind eye and pretending that we don't see what is happening. And that is enough to, to cause a lot of depression amongst young people. Mm. You know? mm. they, they feel that they're on their own. They have a government that doesn't care about them, yes. or they are wealthy. They have a government, the school also, is that they have a government that will rather protect people from outside than themselves. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and we, ha- we also have the private sector that would rather employ people from outside rather than our own people. Yeah. Who have the skill um, and the education to carry out the work. But the companies are not willing to pay. Um, you know, the money that labor is expecting of them to do, to pay. So they would rather settle for cheap labor, that's what they call sure. you know? So that's the biggest problem that we are facing. And also, um, on the issue of alcohol, um, I want to, you know, mention that the older generation is also playing a big role in leading young people into alcohol. So mm. growing up, you know, we had uncles who, when they drink, they will call you innocently as a young or a, a, a girl or a, a boy, and they'll make you taste um, what they're drinking. Mm. Mm. And mm. oftentimes we think, oh, man, uh, to the child, no harm in that. But those, that's what the seed starts being planted, believe it or not. The reason why we have young people so hooked in alcohol today is because we, they, they have older people who are hooked in alcohol anyway. Our means of having fun in this country um, means having alcohol in, in the midst of that. Mm. So that's what we're teaching our young people. And yet we're expecting them to, 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 behave, to behave differently when we are leading by example. You know, so if we as the older generation could lead as a good example as far as alcohol is concerned, mm. then we will see more and more young people follow suit. But at this rate, I don't see that we will win the fight against alcohol when we are also drowning in the issue of alcohol ourselves. True, true, true that. You know? Mm. So we, we really need to do something about it or else, you know, the future leaders that we talk about today will be, will not be sober. Yeah. Will you know, they will not be in a position to make sober decisions. So what we basically see happening now is our country going down the drain as a result of these things that we are allowing to happen. It is said that we see these things really coming across where many of our young people uh, are showing signs of desperation. Uh, and this becomes some form of falling into waywardness. I can call it that, that way. I know it's not a good term to say wayward. But uh, we, we see many falling into that. And then, after that, we, we see many uh, deteriorating. I mean, a young person by the age of 25, 26... They are riddled with disease to such an extent that it is hopeless. Or they've been so, so much of a nuisance in their communities. They've been chased out of their own communities. They live in the, they live in the slums of, of town. Mm. And even when they die, you know nothing about it. Mm. Used to have a friend who, who fell into that. 
in the streets. We knew after a long time that he had died. We didn't even know that he was sick because he was living somewhere in Marawastad next to a river. This is how it is. This is how the effects had gone to be. Young people are dying, Sipati. Very few, very few, very few uh, uh, are breaking through. If you look at those, and I was saying this to my youngest kid, I said, the people who registered with you when you started grade R, mm. if we can count the statistics and say, now you're at grade 9, how many are still there? And, and mm. who registered at that year? All around the country. Let's say, just for argument's sake, it's 5 million. And we check at grade 9, how many are still there? I know others have failed and stuff and stuff and stuff. Mm. But we check... How many are remaining from that group? You'd find only maybe 45%. And it's still going down. By the time they reach metric, it will be something mm -hmm. else. When they mm -hmm. go to tertiary institutions, it's another thing altogether. Quite sad. And nothing is done about it. When we come back, let's look into what can be done. Be doers of the word with 657 AM Sounds of Life. You can now buy your favorite programs and series of the past 38 years on eCompanion, Radio Pulpit's own online shop. Revisit programs by beloved presenters like Justice Chungu, Cecile Berger, Esti Geldenais, and Pastor Aaron Jelly. Books and CDs from various authors and artists, as well as Radio Pulpit t-shirts, caps, and other branded products will also be available on eCompanion, your one-stop soul food shop. Visit radiopulpit.co.za and click on Shop. T's and C's apply. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za Discover an abundance of life. 657 AM Coming to the final part of the matters. Hey, Sipati, you know, every problem has a solution. There's a song that used to play Khale. You know, every problem has a solution. Hey, it would give you a bit of a hope. <laughs> yeah. So I, I believe that there's a solution. Mm. There's a need to mobilize young people towards what is good. And this implies a total re-education. A total transformation of the mindsets of many young people, the majorities of young people. Your organization, for that matter, why, you know, I chose that to become part of this discussion, it's because of what your organization is doing, what your dad had been doing all along. I had seen that man addressing people who are murderers, kids who had murdered other kids in Davidton. And they would be riddling him with questions and anger. And he would be responding to them on behalf of the fathers who ran away. And the men who continuously abused their mothers in front of them. 
the step-parents who continuously abused them sexually until they went to the streets. He would be answering he would be answering as if it's him who, that, who did that. The solution is now to step in the gap and re-educate young people. What's your take? Oh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. I want to um, quote the scripture that I love so much mm. in Philippians 4, um, 12 to 13, where Paul says, I know what it is to be in need. Hey. I know what it is to have plenty. Yeah. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, mm. whether well-fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in one. And Satan mm. says, I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, uh, the issue of mindset is very important. As young people, we need to really uh, change the mindset that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to let go of the presence that we, we, we find ourselves under. We need to let go of the mentality that we are owed by government. We need to let go. You know, I always say we always we, we all have a set story to tell. Mm. Therefore, oh, there yes. is nothing special about your sad past. Yeah, because man. really, if you were to sit down with everyone, you will cry tears mm. because of the sadness that they come from. So that means we can no longer use our third past as an excuse for our failure today. Mm. You know, what mm. makes a mm. difference is the choices that you make today going forward. You know, so we can't be sitting here um, blaming apartheid, blaming government, blaming all sorts of things where we could have made different decisions and choices for our lives. Mm, you know, mm, so mm. Um, I think the first step really is for us to change the mindset of our young people. And I'm glad that God is raising more and more people who are speaking up, more young people who are speaking up and saying, enough is enough. Mm. We cannot continue like this, you know. And the second part that needs a serious change and a serious wake-up is our churches. I think it's time we stop playing church and getting excited about being in our well-conditioned buildings and really wake up to the reality that young people need us. Mm. Young people need the church to stand up and do what is necessary to smash them out of the, the pit of hell. Yeah. You know, I, I foresee more and more uh, churches stepping in and bringing uh, solutions to these problems. But unfortunately, we have a leadership vacuum, even in the church, where, you know, more of our leaders in our churches have just turned a blind eye to the reality that we're facing on a daily basis. Sipati, I want to thank you. I want to appreciate the moment. It is important that young people also see in themselves the, the use, you know, of, of time in the rightest of ways. And and I thank you that you are responding to that. You know, uh, we have seen in instances the issues where many of young people are mobilizing these days. You know, and uh, they are mobilizing to to actually work 
towards the welfare of other young people. See university yeah. graduates who are saying we are plowing back. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen two um, graduates, and, and these are like serious graduates, not junior degree. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and they basically are rebuilding their own high school. Two guys rebuilding a high school, you know, mm-hmm. out of their own pockets. Hmm? Out of their own pockets. And guess this, they were not employed. They were self-employed, these guys, which means they make money sometimes, sometimes they don't. But they said, look, this is a good school. We've learned so much that is good in this school. We are actually embarking on rebuilding it. And we want to encourage that. We want to work on that. Sipati, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. And uh, we know that white king, Kachukuru Zerika staff rider, white staff rider, whole king. Wow. Yeah, Rautiaga speed. And uh, thank you so much. Blessings to you. Blessings to you. Sorry, I truly enjoyed um, the show today. And mm. I'm really hoping that, you know, we will have more and more young people that will step up and save the others. Absolutely. And how do people get hold of you? Oh, yes. I'm on Facebook. My Facebook name is Sipati Sabidi. I'm also on email. My email address is Sipati at mrsabidifoundation.org. Thank you so much, Sipati. We talk again the coming time. It will be on a Wednesday, definitely. Thank you so much. And uh, coming up next, we will be touching base with Dr. Mabel Baloi. Give your faith wings. Explore life with 657 AM. Reach your customers in the car, at the office, at home, or wherever they are, night or day. Through advertising with Radio Pulpit, you can reach a large, unique, and loyal audience in a most affordable way. With over 500,000 people on our various platforms, from Gauteng to the Cape, you simply cannot go wrong. So advertise today. Contact us on 012-334-1339. Or for advertising packages that we offer, go to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Terms and conditions apply. For there is a time to search and a time to give up, a time to reap and a time to sow. Radio Pulpit wishes to be there at all times, even when you just need prayer. Send us your prayer request by calling 067-429-7564 or email it to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.